It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. And with me in the KFG studios, guys, he's back. Kevin Corhorn, it's great to have you back in the studio. Uh, in between us, our business partner, Josh Gregory. A thorn between two roses, truly. So it is good to be back. And uh, But I, I don't want to talk about me as much as I do. I want to talk about the Roth IRA. And it can be a tremendous tool in your financial life as part of proactive tax planning. It can be uh, related to investment planning, retirement planning, even present financial position as you use it for cash flow in retirement. So to use it effectively, we're going to help you avoid the five biggest mistakes people make with a Roth IRA. That and more on today's episode. If you have a question for the program, we'd love to hear from you. Need any help as well? We're here also. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. Okay, uh, I've changed my middle name from Paul to Roth. Nice. And <laughs> a nice uh, ring to it. Yeah. And I've, the t-shirts are being made. I'm just kidding. No. So Josh and Kevin have accused me of this. I am a big fan of the Roth IRA, the Roth 401k, everything Roth. However, and I want to make this perfectly clear, that it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. While we are big fans of it, it's because of the the job that it gets done. This tool, I think, can be a very versatile one in your financial life. And I still think, despite the gravitational pull and and how much rothification has been going on out there still people are underutilizing it so i i yeah we're gonna we're gonna help you with the roth today you know i <laughs> you calling it a tool and saying it's so versatile just like put this metaphor in my in my mind what and you got i i don't know you you guys know every time i get a project around the house it's an excuse for me to go get a new tool and I am guilty. Maybe other people. I don't, I don't know if you guys do this too, but I get a new tool. I get it out of the box. I take a look. I think I know how to use it. And I never read the manual. <laughs> yeah. And that gets you in trouble. Oh, yeah. And I, I still have all my fingers today, but I've had some, some near misses because I don't read the manual. And it, it feels like, so here's the metaphor. A lot of people are using the Roth IRA, but they haven't read all the rules, right? They don't know how it works entirely. Sometimes you can get yourself into trouble, and it's all because you just maybe took it out of the box a little bit too quick, put it into use a little too fast. And so hopefully today we can kind of unpack a little bit of the rules and some of the mistakes we've seen people make. But I don't know. When, when you called it a tool, you, yeah. you kind of triggered yeah. something in me. And I think I'm going to Menards right after this show. No, I, I like the tool idea because you're going to go to Menards and buy a drill, not because you want a drill, but because you want a hole in your wall. No, false. I want the drill. So, okay, but so, but work with me here. So what people say, they don't know that they want a Roth IRA. They want tax-free growth for their entire lifetime and tax-free income and retirement and a great tax-free a pile of money to pass to their heirs. That's mm -hmm. what they want. Yeah. yeah. What's the tool? Yeah. The tool is the Roth IRA. It's the Roth. Yeah. If absolutely. you use it right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So we're gonna break down the five biggest mistakes that we see people make 
with the Roth IRA, Roth 401k, we're going to use it interchangeably for the most part. So first mistake, and these are really in no particular order, guys. So first mistake is not starting your five-year clock. And I can't believe this is a thing, but it is a thing. Mm -hmm. And I actually just ran into this with someone where something came up. They needed to get their hands on some money. They were actually, and gosh, this could be an entire show. They were sporadically buying a house, which is sporadically. Yeah, you 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 know, sporadically buying a house. So here's here's how in pieces. Here's how your house, their house, everywhere house. house. You're you're thinking over the past few years since the pandemic. Yeah, we probably need to move. We probably need to move. These prices are outrageous. We're not going to do this. We need to move. At some point, we need to move. These prices are outrageous. And then oh, we found one. We found the one. Buy it. Right. And now you found the one when interest rates are seven or eight percent. Shoot. And the prices haven't come down. And so you're looking at where else can I grab money? And by the way, we're going to talk uh, next week about whether your 401k is an option for that. And so they were thinking, well, can I pull some money from my Roth? They were caught flat footed. Can I pull some money from my Roth IRA and I might pay it back? I might not. Well, they're after age 59 and a half. So no problem. They hadn't had one for five years because they just started working with us. Mm. And we they didn't know they should have been funding this thing. And so we started putting money in it. So it didn't have a ton in there, but it hasn't been five years. So what can they get out and what can they not get out? Let's explain the five-year rule. So when Kevin was describing the tool, or at least what you're trying to accomplish with the tool, yeah. you're, you're looking for access to tax-free money when you get to retirement. That's the primary purpose of a Roth IRA, right? And tax-deferred growth along the way. Yep. Uh, it, it allows you to squirrel away money that you're going to let grow and grow and grow without being taxed, as Kevin said, but then it doesn't get taxed when you make your withdrawals, except when it does get taxed. Yeah. And the, the whole issue is if you don't let that money simmer, if you don't let that account be open at least five years, then the growth that you've been you know, allowing to accumulate without being taxed, it can be taxed when you take the withdrawal. So the, the whole idea is you only get access to the earnings or the growth, the accumulation, um, if the account has been open, or if you've had a Roth IRA, I'll say it that way, if you've had a Roth IRA open at least five years. And that seems, no one talks about this. It seems um, counterintuitive. I probably would have used a different term if we were just talking face-to-face, but it's, uh, let's say it's counterintuitive. Wow. Um, and... Uh, and most people just think, well, I've got to be age 59 and a half. It's, you've got to be age 59 and a half, and you've needed to have a, a Roth IRA, not that exact one, but a Roth IRA for five years. That's technically the rule. I'm just going to say there's no excuse. At some point, so, you're going to need to go to Menards and buy that drill. You're going to need, I'm saying you're going to want to have a Roth in your life at some point, whether or not it makes sense for you to fund right now. Therefore... I get a Roth IRA open. And if you can't fund it, you might say, well, how am I supposed to have one if I can't fund it? Do a little Roth conversion of a hundred bucks from your IRA to your Roth, to a Roth IRA. And just, just so you get it open. So you start that five-year clock. So you don't have to worry about this. Yeah. There are two ways to get money into a Roth IRA. One is to contribute. And there are certain limits that the IRS has set um, that you can contribute on an annual basis. So you get a coupon every year that you can fill that up or not and and the other way is to convert and when mike talks about converting a little bit of your ira to a roth ira and paying a a couple of shekels of taxes that would be likely because you make 
too much money to be able to contribute. Yeah, mm-hmm. which married filing jointly, two hundred eighteen thousand to two hundred twenty-eight thousand. That's where you're phased out. Over two hundred twenty-eight, you can't contribute at all. So if, if I can't contribute, if my income, if my adjusted gross income is north of two twenty-eight, I cannot contribute. The only thing I can do is convert. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another reason some people might not be able to contribute is they just feel like they don't have the free cash flow to do it. Sure. But maybe they're taking some old dollars that they already saved for retirement in the past, converting those to get that five-year clock ticking. I, this probably is a good spot for us to also recognize that there's another five-year rule. Yep. And it has to do with Roth conversions themselves. So when you... Uh, take money from a traditional IRA, which has never been taxed before, most likely for for most people, and you convert it into a Roth IRA, that's a taxable event. You're going to pay tax on the money that comes out of the IRA and goes into the Roth, but you won't pay a penalty. Roth conversions, even if you're, you know, if you're under age 59 and a half, you're allowed to do this, this maneuver, unless you then later pull that principal back out of the Roth IRA within five years then they're going to say, okay, we're going to penalize the principal that came back out. Because it would have gotten penalized back when you did the conversion if if you had instead just taken a withdrawal and, and didn't move it to a Roth IRA. So they're trying to close up a potential loophole that some people might try to use to get money out of an IRA without paying a penalty by first stopping off at a Roth. Well, it has to be in that account for five years. That's how they pr- protect or prevent you from... Uh, kind of finding that loophole. And each Roth conversion, up until you're age 59 and a half, each Roth conversion has its own five-year clock, even though that first five-year rule is just having any IRA open for five years to satisfy that one. So a little confusing, work with your CFP, but make sure you start that five-year clock. What are the other, gosh, lots of fives here. What are the other five biggest mistakes people make with their Roth IRAs? We've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Are you using a Roth IRA, Roth 401k? If not, I'm just going to say you should. At some point, you got to be working with your CFP. But when you're doing so, you got to avoid these five biggest mistakes with the Roth. We're helping with that and more. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast. Wherever you listen, just search The Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there, follow us, rate the program there as well. We appreciate it. All right. The Roth IRA or Roth 401k, it, it is extremely versatile. We were saying it's uh, it, it's a it's a shop tool like a drill. I would say Swiss Army knife or one of those sort of multi-purpose tools that you can get where it sort of does everything. Um, but to use it properly, you've got to avoid these five key mistakes, big mistakes. The first one is not understanding or adhering to the five-year rule. So don't get caught off guard by that. The second one I think is going to surprise you. And that is not increasing your Roth IRA contributions as the IRS has increased the contribution limits. Here's the thing, guys. Every couple of years, the IRS will update how much you're able to, well, every year they update it. It's just not every year it changes how much you're able to contribute to your Roth IRA. Guys, Kevin and Josh, guys, yeah. t- tell me if you've heard this one. Okay. Where something happens, say COVID or vacations or something, and a 
a client that maybe isn't doing financial planning, and that explains a lot. Mm-hmm. You don't see for a couple of years they come in, they're still max fund or they're still contributing to their Roth IRA, but they're contributing four hundred and sixteen dollars a month mm-hmm. each of them, which was the monthly contribution limit about eight or nine years ago. Yeah. The difference is that was set up when they were forty seven. Now they're 55 and not only can they contribute more because the limits increased, they can do an extra catch up contribution. And you look back and you say, you've gone about six years where you've underfunded your Roth IRA, each of you by a couple of grand. Is that going to be a big deal? It could be. I want as much tax free growth as possible. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard to fault someone who's staying in the rhythm of automatic contributions. Like we love autopilot, right? They mm-hmm. made a great decision at one point in their life that they're going to fund their their Roth IRAs. Sure. They're trying to build for retirement and then they kind of set it and forget it. But unfortunately, what you're saying is autopilot really isn't completely automated, right? There has to be some some maintenance on that. And it is because of contribution limits changing over time. So love the fact that they're still contributing yep. because to me... It's it's almost worse when folks kind of make a one year at a time type of a decision. Like, oh, we're setting aside some money for the Roth IRA, but then if something better comes along yeah. or there's another emergency, uh, an emergency vacation or emergency new car or or whatever, then all of a sudden the Roth IRA gets squeezed completely out. But to be able to fully maximize how much contribution you're able to do to the Roth IRA, you have to be paying attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, because as you said, every few years there's some sort of a cost of living type of increase to the the Roth contribution limits. And then when you reach age 50 and all of a sudden you're allowed to contribute an extra catch-up contribution of $1000 more, uh, to not to not catch that um, is potentially a big deal because it's a thousand extra for you and potentially for your spouse as well. We love making the contribution every single month. That is dollar cost averaging because your Roth IRA can't come right out of your paycheck. It's got to be, uh, it's something that you manually set up and you can manually set it up automatically to pull automatically. But again, you're the one that's driving those numbers. So if you are under age 50, right now and you have enough income but it's not too much income you're not above the limit which i'm going to get to in just a second you can contribute sixty five hundred dollars this year that's 541 bucks a month and a little bit of change for each of you the other challenge if you do this and then you take your eye off the ball well if you were back contributing when it was 458 dollars a month mm-hmm. which my what is that 5500 something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. for the year mm-hmm. all of a sudden this is this becomes a budget conflict when you say, oh, I've got to reset. I didn't realize that I was behind on my contributions. Now I've got to contribute more. You might look at your budget and say, ah, this doesn't really fit. I don't, I don't really love it. And so stay on top of those contribution limits every single year. Update your monthly automatic contributions. Yeah. So you're saying stay on top of your contribution limits, Mike, to yep. which I wholeheartedly agree, but also stay on top of the phase out limits. Yes. Because yeah. There's okay, so you're talking about a scenario where someone is not getting, who doesn't have a financial coach, who's not getting the help, and so they're they're falling behind, even though they would have the the cash flow to catch up, because you you would also say, well, wait a minute, 
when their taxes get prepared, wouldn't their tax preparer say, hey, Mike, you're short a few bucks in your Roth. You could put more in. No. No. Their tax preparer is not doing that because their tax preparer has 72 more returns to prepare. They don't have time to do that. Mm-hmm. And so th- their tax preparer is all about compliance, not about planning. Well, let's talk about compliance then, because the other risk, right, embedded within this mistake is all of a sudden you've made too much money and you can't contribute to the Roth. That also is something that your your tax preparer might not catch. And if you're mm-hmm. doing your own your own turbo taxing, you're definitely not going to catch it because the form, the tax form that says you made a contribution is this thing called a 5498. Yep. They send some, some companies send those out at the end of the year. Some of them send them out in May because mm-hmm. you're able to contribute to a Roth area up until April 15. And so it's not a reliable indicator to say, oh, you did make a Roth contribution. Oh, you you earned too much money. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. And all of a sudden, you've over-contributed. There's penalties that roll every single year and all sorts of problems. So here's the real-life situation. People quite often start doing financial planning when an event happens. Mm-hmm. So what's the event? I inherited some money. I changed jobs. I have my same job, but I'm making considerably more money. Um, I'm trying to get my kids educated. There's something that happens where people say, okay, I'm tapping out. I I do not have what it takes to make all this stuff work together. I'm going to get professional help. So this year, we had some folks come in, and they were working with, um, they would say a financial advisor, and I I would say very kindly, they were working with an investment seller, someone who sells them investments and says, well, I don't really help you with your taxes. Go talk to the person who helps you with your taxes. The person who helps them with their taxes really only does compliance. He doesn't do planning. Yep. Not a bad person. I'm not poking him in the eye. But the role of the tax planner, no one has applied for and no one's taken that job. So they're making too much money to be able to contribute to the Roth IRA. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we had to do some scrambling, but there. But the problem is, if you've over contributed and you don't address it, there's only seventy eight thousand reasons to get it right now, or more right, or actually just right. Period, mm. because these seventy eight thousand IRS agents, they're all getting trained right now to figure these things out, and the IRS is working on algorithms. So it's not going to be IRS agents looking at this stuff. There are going to be algorithms. They're going to run through. They're going to catch stuff that in the past might have been voluntary compliance. And I sound like I'm fear-mongering. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just saying, look, here's the deal. Everyone needs to tighten it up because a, a mistake that might have been overlooked in the past likely won't get overlooked in the future. Yeah, and if, if you are being proactive in your tax planning and you can catch earlier in the year that, oh, you know what, this might be a year where we're going to cross a threshold and no longer be eligible for the Roth contribution, the Roth IRA contribution, maybe there's time enough in the year to be able to pivot and, and maybe your employer offers a Roth 401k contribution instead. Yep. I, I know we're talking about Roth IRA mistakes today, but it's also a mistake to not be taking full advantage of the tools that you have available at work as well. And if this second mistake is not increasing your contributions to keep up with the growing um, maximums that you're allowed to contribute, 
then pay attention to how the, the max contributions are growing at work as well on those 401ks. Up to 22500 now this year, plus another 7500 if you're over age 50 again. And that the those contribution limits to your workplace retirement plan, just did a video about this on the Wise Money YouTube channel, it, it's, it's income agnostic. It, you, you can make as much money as possible and still fund that thing. Now, there's some 401ks that are considered top heavy and you, you your contributions might be limited if you're contributing more than the average population, blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, no matter what your income, you can still max out your 401k. So, all right, what are the other mistakes that you've got to avoid with the Roth IRA? We've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What are the biggest mistakes you need to avoid with your Roth IRA, Roth 401k? We're helping with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Uh, every episode of the Wise Money Show, as well as a lot of other contents on the YouTube channel, go check it out. Go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, follow us there, and turn on notifications so you're made aware every time we drop new content. All right, the Roth IRA, are you using it to its full potential for your tax planning, for your financial plan? If you are, you have to be aware of the potential pitfalls or the, the mistakes that are fairly common. We're helping with that right now. The five biggest mistakes. First one, not adhering or following or understanding the five-year rules. That's multiple. So we hit that one. Second is not staying up to date on the maximum contribution limit so that you're funding it to its fullest potential. Now, there's a shadow mistake with that, and that is as you earn too much, you still contribute and even though you're not allowed to. So being aware of both of those risks. The third mistake is using a low growth investment strategy inside of your Roth IRA. Now, this one is timely because I don't know if you probably felt this and it probably felt personal to you, but you may not have understood the magnitude. The 18 months uh, going lasting from sort of, you know, well, the previous 18 months, some of the worst times in the stock market and investing history. I wouldn't say it's the worst or or whatever, but I don't know, worst 10 times? Like it, it was pretty awful. A 26% decline in the S&P 500 over about nine months. The worst drawdown in the bond market since the ratification of the constitution. Mm. No place to hide. I mean, it was extraordinary. Giving you every emotional reason to say, I better hunker down and things are only gonna get worse before they get better. And sure enough, while everyone was expecting and calling a recession, at least right now, we've got all sorts of problems. This is what I, I told folks that really wanted to get more conservative, that probably their financial plan suggested they shouldn't get more conservative. This is what I told them. It's very likely the stock market will start advancing, even though all of the problems you're concerned about right now mm -hmm. will still exist. Mm -hmm. So the stock market will start advancing and you're going to feel compelled that, well, I've just missed out on stuff, but nothing will have been solved. And I personally feel that's where we're at. With If you feel that urge to get more conservative, understood, work with your CFP, check in with your financial plan, see what makes the most sense. But the Roth IRA dollars, because of the tax treatment of them, those should be the last dollars you get conservative with. Yeah, how long do you want to let money grow tax-free? 
as long as possible, right? It, it is really one of the magical tools in your, in your tool bag if you're paying attention. And so the longer that you can let money continue to grow in a tax-free account, the more impact it's going to have on your retirement. It's going to put you in a stronger position. And if it turns out to be that it's extra money and you didn't even need it in retirement, then it's an even bigger blessing for the, the next generation, the, the beneficiaries that you name on that account. But if if the longer the better is kind of the rule of thumb, then you want to have investments that are more growth oriented. Things that can bounce around in value and it's not that big of a deal. Things that you're not going to get too emotionally charged about, even if it has some big swings in the short term, but over the long term gives you some great compounding growth potential. Yeah. So going too conservative, just it, it's a missed opportunity most often. Yeah. Even, you know, one of the one of the tools that we've used more frequently over the past couple of years is even if you're compelled to, I've got to be able to protect the downside. Bonds haven't protected the downside. They've they've um, attributed to it. What can I do? Well, instead of going ultra conservative in the Roth or with other investments, consider just hedging as well to protect that that downside. But shifting to low growth investments in the Roth IRA, basically, and and yes, I understood it's painful to lose to to see your account values go down at times however the way the Roth IRA is structured the benefit is on the growth and so using investments that have are structured for very little growth is 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 inconsistent with the tax benefits and the treatment of the Roth IRA mm-hmm can, okay, can I offer one contradiction that I personally have done in my own life? Uh, there, there was a stretch. And ten years ago, ten years ago, we bought a house from the bank, and it was a disaster of a house. <laughs> we bought it because it was in this beautiful setting, and it sure seemed like it had tons of potential. Some contractors told me it had good bones, which I think is code for get your checkbook ready, because <laughs> uh, the bones aren't the expensive part of <laughs> rehabbing a house. But uh, we were doing this huge project. I didn't want to have to borrow money as we're going through the project and everything. And so I actually took some of my Roth IRA and I, I set it on the sidelines in a money market, something safe, because it was going to serve as kind of a backdrop, sort of an extra emergency fund, just to give me a little bit more courage to you know, be aggressive on the project and funding it and everything like that. But as soon as I didn't need that as an emergency fund anymore, it was right back into long-term investments. And the, the whole reason I was thinking of it as a potential almost second layer of emergency fund was because when you contribute to a Roth IRA, the contributions you're allowed to pull back out without any taxes or penalties. Yep. And so I had the contributions available. The rest was left to, to grow. But that may or may not be a strategy that you need to uh, employ it, it may be a bad idea in a lot of situations, but for me, it gave a lot of peace of mind for a short period of time. And then it was right back to the whole purpose. The real purpose of the Roth IRA is to grow for retirement. So get it invested in retirement type assets that can grow. Yeah. yeah and, and doing the right thing a lot of times is, is just going to be counterintuitive. And so you just ha- have to know what the strategy is and do not deviate from it. Just follow 
the strategy. And part of that also, Mike, is just knowing, hey, I'm not going to touch these dollars for 25 years. So what's happening today, it just doesn't matter. It, yeah. it, it, it actually can't. And when, when you have the benefit of working with people who have had money invested for these long periods of time and you see the miracle of compound interest, you say, no, stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. All right, switching, uh, moving forward here, the fourth mistake, big mistake, common mistake that people make with their Roth IRA, and I'm going to lump Roth 401k into this, is not using some of the creative or advanced funding strategies. Now, we've talked about a couple of these, and we can break them down and explain them, but I would I would lump under advanced or creative funding strategies a, a Roth conversion, which you might say, that's not advanced or creative. Well, you've got to be aware of the tax withholdings and what it's going to do to your tax picture, blah, blah, blah. The backdoor Roth IRA and the mega backdoor Roth IRA. And I'm not sure if there's other others, guys, but those are, I would say, more of the advanced or more creative funding strategies for the Roth IRA. And a big mistake is not understanding how those work or how those might apply in your situation. Yeah, as we said earlier, there are two ways to get money into a Roth IRA. One is to contribute. The other is to convert. And so realizing the only dollars that ever enter the Roth IRA door are after-tax dollars. Mm -hmm. So if I'm converting, I'm likely converting from my traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. My traditional IRA likely is 100% pre-tax dollars. So when the money moves from pre-tax to traditional IRA to Roth IRA, that's when the tax happens. Mm-hmm. And and it's not that well. Someone will tell me that it's taxable. Nope. No. That when you do that, that you're going to get to 1099. It's going to land on your tax return. And the issue that I mentioned earlier is, well, you're thinking right now if you're if you're earlier in your career. Well, that makes sense. Then as these I, I trust the market now. Uh, these dollars will then be positioned for tax-free growth, and that makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to convert that 20 grand over to from my IRA to my Roth IRA. Well, that's going to cause taxes. So yeah, I'll withhold taxes on that. Well, that means that withholding was actually a withdrawal, a distribution, and not only is that withholding amount taxable, but it's also going to be penalized. And so you've got to be aware, even though Roth conversions is more of a commonly understood tactic some of the details of it are very misunderstood mm-hmm. so one of the questions we often hear is how much can i convert yeah. it's how much pain can you you sure. bear in that year how much income are you willing to show on your tax return as well back backdoor roth mega backdoor roth those are a couple of the other advanced strategies we're going to explain those but the big idea is you've got to work with your cfp to see if that makes sense so got that more coming up on the wise money show with corhorn financial group This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, all over social media, wherever you're at. We are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. Helping you with the Roth IRA. The big idea. You need tax diversification. You need tax planning. You need financial planning. And I'm working backwards there. Your comprehensive financial, your CFP will help you with comprehensive financial planning, looking at all six areas of your financial life, 
Tax planning is one of those. Not tax preparation. Tax preparation is an event to keep you in compliance, taking the right number, getting it in the right box, having you pay the right amount of tax. That's it. Tax planning is the creative. That's the opportunistic. It's the proactive view of what tax strategies exist for you to pay the least amount of tax over your lifetime. I'm very interested in that. I'm assuming you are as well. That comes out of your financial plan. And then that tax planning often leads to tax diversification. When you're in high tax brackets, let's leverage tax sheltering accounts where you can get money invested pre-tax. Well, out there in the future, if there's a time when you're in a lower tax bracket or you think you may be in a higher tax bracket out there in the future, it is possible to be in a higher tax bracket out there in retirement than you are during your working career, then leveraging tax-free accounts like the Roth IRA or even an HSA, something like that. That's the tax tax diversification that you need. Okay, fourth mistake, and we just want to teach a couple of concepts here, is not being aware of the creative or advanced funding strategies with the Roth. So we've mentioned Roth conversions, and we've done lots of shows on that. Backdoor Roth, mega backdoor Roth. Let's talk about those. So backdoor Roth, again, two ways to – Mike, as you were talking, it just struck me that the Roth IRA touches five of the six areas of financial planning. I bet it I bet it touches all six. So so I'll prove you wrong, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Kevin, that's Kevin's joke. Anytime someone says go ahead, he's like, did you call me go ahead? Okay. So okay. What you got? Actually, when you say it like that, it's very funny. Um so no I, <laughs> uh, uh, let me just I can just teach the uh the the uh backdoor Roth IRA uh and we can argue the other one. That's a that's a show. That's an entire show. Um, but it does touch for sure five of the six areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the backdoor Roth is I got two ways to put money into a Roth IRA. I can contribute with based on limits, and I can convert. If I'm converting, anyone can contribute to a traditional IRA regardless of your income. There are certain limits where that contribution is can be pre-tax or if you don't qualify contribution limit wise you can still put the money in but it will be after tax money you don't get the deduction exactly yeah so um that's the same thing as not qualifying so if you take your seven thousand and you put it in and you don't qualify which would mean you don't get the deduction that is after tax money that after-tax money is in your traditional IRA. And you say, hey, I want to convert this from my traditional IRA to my Roth IRA. Well, if I'm converting after-tax money from my traditional IRA to my Roth IRA, what's the tax consequence of that? None. None tax consequence. Mm-hmm. So, so it, instead of going in the front door of the Roth IRA via contribution, I snuck in the back door via conversion. Yep. And that works well if I don't have any other IRA or simple IRA dollars. And and th- this is not comprehensive, so there's more to it than that. So so don't I would say don't get excited and go do something without first talking to your financial planner and make sure that financial planner is certified. So work with a certified financial planner on this. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're pointing to the certified financial planner because that is the solution. If, if you feel like you're running into a roadblock, like I want to be able to take advantage of a Roth IRA, I feel like my income's too high, or I just don't know how to do it, that's where you get professional help, right? To try to unlock some doors that seem like they're locked to you right now and maybe show you some strategies or some um, maybe backdoor opportunities, backdoor methods to uh, to accomplish what you were trying to do on your own. Yeah. So mega backdoor Roth is essentially the same thing where you're contributing after tax dollars and then converting them. The, the issue is it's not uh, after tax dollars to your IRA. That's the backdoor Roth. It's after tax dollars to your 401k. And then you can convert those after you can basically transfer those after tax dollars from your 401k directly to your Roth IRA. Not every 401k allows this. Not in every situation would it make sense, but when it does, uh, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that the the contribution limits to a retirement plan at work, like your 401k, it's actually really big. It's $66,000 is the maximum amount that can go into your 401k in any given year. Now, we always talk about what are your contribution limits, we always say anyone can contribute up to $22,500 out of their paycheck. And if they're over age 50, they can do another 7,500. So that's $30,000 that you can contribute of your own money. But then you may have an employer that's also doing a match as well. And if your income was high enough, that match can be capped because the most that, uh, that can go into the 401k is 66,000. Well, there are some plans, as Mike was referring to, there are some 401ks out there that give you another way to contribute, and it's with after-tax dollars. This doesn't save you any money on your contributions like a traditional 401k contribution would, but it allows you to get even more money into that plan, and it's those dollars that you are also allowed to pull right back out and put into a Roth IRA as well. So we call this a backdoor way of getting major contributions into a Roth IRA. And uh, it's all if your plan allows you to do it. Not major. Mm-hmm. Mega. Mega. All right. The last that. mistake. Ultra. Big, big, uh, big mistake with Roth IRAs. And this one you might say, well, it's so simple. This is not a mistake. Guys, I cannot tell you how many times we've encountered this. And that is not funding a Roth IRA altogether. Now, what we're not saying is the Roth IRA makes sense for everyone in every cir- circumstance. No. What I mean is, and guys, Kevin, you know, share an example or something, but where people thought, oh, I thought there wasn't, I thought I was too old. Yeah. I thought I mm-hmm. couldn't contribute to this because I was too old, or I thought that didn't apply mm-hmm. to me, or I heard, I've heard this from folks that were, definitely going to be income ineligible to contribute to a Roth later in their life. They said, no, that's too good to be true. Yeah, so I'm hesitant to share because when when I share this example, you could hear this and say, oh, listen to those guys. They're kind of jerks and they make fun of their clients. And that is not the case at all. This is a dear couple um, whom I dearly love. And and we have the the honor of serving them. I've known them my basically my entire life and when they finally came and said hey we want you to help us I was so excited and they were in their 50s and I was looking and it's always amazing to me because they'd been working with a financial professional we'll say um, but he just sold investments 
right? So mm-hmm. there was no nothing comprehensive. Their investment planner was not talking to their tax planner or retirement planner, any of this stuff. So they come in and they're not funding Roth IRAs. And I'm like, well, this is a 24 karat gold Cadillac. Like, is there a reason why you're not funding the Roth IRAs? And she said, well, I'm too old. And um, she's in her mid 50s. Nope, you're never too old to fund a Roth IRA. Right. Is the only, the, the, it's not an age requirement, it's an income requirement. You've got to have earned <clears throat> income. But yep. not too much total income. Right. So I'm not I'm not making fun of them at all. I thought it was exceptionally cute, um, especially coming from her. Because I'm like, you are not too old. Yeah. But um, but it was unfortunate because it felt a little bit like malpractice from the guy that they'd been working with because they had the resources to easily fund it on an ongoing to max fund it since they'd started investing. You know, the, the more common thing that I see, the reason why people don't get started on a Roth IRA is just procrastination, though. Mm. It's knowing, hey, that's a good idea. I need to get on that. But life sneaks by, doesn't it? Yeah. You you live a busy life. And I know I'm one of the old guys in the office because I find myself warning all these young guys, hey, it goes by fast. You know, Try to slow it down if you can. But if you know this is a strategy that you ought to be implementing, get on it. Maybe that is your first action item come Monday morning. Work with your CFP. I warn them, don't take any wooden nickels. Uh. (laughs) All right, that's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. We've got one more. I'll hit the back door, Roth, and you hit the mega back door, Roth. It sounds like a dinosaur. It does. Uh, we've come up with some bones here in our dig, and I think this might be a mega backdoor. <laughs> securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.